0: Episode 27 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican. Sports editor Joey LaFranca hanging out with editor-in-chief Joe LaTemplio and night editor Ben Rowe. Joe, how are you? Joey bats doing good. Ben? The Gatorade was blue. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Episode 27. We've done as many episodes as the Yankees have won World Series. I don't know what you're talking about. But that'll change this year when they win 28. Yeah. We
1: know. have
2: done as many episodes as Tom Brady has rings.
0: No, that's, that's, not, that's not it. Well, my a, is a, still on football. In a turn of events, Ben Rowe won our our Super Bowl prop yeah. bet competition, which I still have under protest um, because we're going to have to go back to the audio recordings and listen to you say your tiebreaker score after mine, and I believe you just undercut me. Joey, Joey is challenging you're, the results. You're, you're, you're cha- wait a I, I'm challenging it, and you're not denying it. Be that's the thing. Nope. When we did the scores, I mean, when we put all of our bets out, I printed out sheets for everyone. And I said, you know, write down your thing so it's legitimate. Yeah. So we can't, like, change things up based on what other people are saying. And that tiebreaker was one of those things where I don't think Ben Rowe said what he either had not written down or even, I don't know if he even did write it down. And he, I said my score before his score for total number of points. You, and, can, you can prove nothing, Truby. See, that's the thing. He's not denying.
1: I didn't have my written down answers here either. So that's troublesome to begin with. So this whole th- well, there's precedent has been set. Therefore, your objection is overruled. He wins. I, I, uh, on what? I, there was no
0: written, written answers. That was the whole point of it.
1: Where was it required? Joey? That's
0: I'm, why I, ser- I shared it with you guys. If I'm, anything, I'm, I just would have read it well, off. Neither otherwise.
1: of us had it here, and it was not enforced then.
0: It's in uh, email documentation to you guys. There's no that doesn't matter.
1: What do you <laughs> not, mean? Not well, that's here. what I can bring up in a legitimate... <laughs> <laughs> we did not have it here, and I was allowed to give my answers without you a conveniently, You conveniently said, and I have it on
0: the audio recording before I actually clipped it, you said, oh, it's upstairs at my house. Yeah. Yeah, so but that's... not here that's, during the broadcast. That's pretty convenient for you. Okay, Muller,
2: out of the tapes.
0: <laughs> yeah, see? So, yeah, so I, I'm telling you, I'm just, I am... I am going
2: to appeal this. I'm going to tell the readers that that pizza's going to taste dang good when I eat it. So are you
0: going to get the pizza, though, because you were in the losing group for the other competition? I did think about that. Yeah, see, that's that's the ironic thing with all this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But speaking of that, I had a calzone today.
1: Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nice. Giuseppe's calzone? Giuseppe's. Oh, yes.
0: A little green pepper, onion, pepperoni. Basically a supreme calzone minus the sausage and mushroom. Honestly, not a big sausage or mushroom
2: guy. Honestly, the the sports department is basically fueled by Giuseppe's. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> is. It's
0: basically once a week thing.
1: I've been eating uh, the leftover chili I made for Super Bowl for three You're days. You're still eating off of that? <laughs> yes. Adam, <laughs> In a huge man. batch. <laughs> Has
0: there have there been any gastric pains? Oh day?
1: yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of
2: eating, this week was announced that there's new options for um, getting the vaccine. I don't know how that translates, but... It hmm. does. Comorbidities. Comorbidities. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. When you're heavy and you've eaten a little bit too much um, Super Bowl chili, (laughs) you can get a COVID shot now.
1: Yep. Um, Obesity and severe obesity, I guess is the categories they're calling, (laughs) is based on your BMI. Heart disease, um, diabetes. Are, are two other categories along with uh, several other things. Um, that will make a whole bunch of people now eligible for the vaccine. Which I guess is good news because, you know, we need to get these shots in as many people's arms as possible, mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. So starting this weekend, Sunday, I believe, people with comorbidities who qualify can go on the MI-eligible site and try to book an appointment. Interesting. Um, which is... If you, you know, can get onto the site.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think just, getting
1: onto the site's fine, I think. I'm sure it's going to be a pain t- to begin with, um, but you got to keep trying. And As we, we write in tomorrow's um, Press Republican, keep on trying. Yes. Oh, yeah,
2: I
0: feel like the main thing, you, either way, if you can't get it, don't get... D- deterred don't be d- become discouraged and just give up i mean keep trying that's that would be yep. the last thing we'd want is for people to just give up and say "Oh, whatever no i mean speaking from somebody who can't who can't get it right now still it's frustrating very frustrating and there's a lot of people that can relate to my situation
1: yeah it is um it, it is very frustrating and that's why i i'm hopeful we're all hopeful that more avenues can be cleared for more people to get um, the vaccine. Uh, I know they've done, uh, they're, they are doing or have s- cleared grocery store and convenience store workers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Um, to get the shot. And the other interesting thing is a lot of these people that are eligible, like even some in nursing homes, a lot of people are refusing to take it. Yeah. Which is Concerning. Um, uh, I mean, you know, I know people have their thoughts about vaccines and everything, but in this case, I think it's pretty clear, uh, that it's going to be the answer, a big answer to end this thing. Well, so and I think hopefully to, people will, you know, take advantage of what's out there.
0: And I think the other main thing in that, in that sense is the pandemic won't really we won't really rid ourselves of the pandemic in this sense unless there's you know the main majority of the population is vaccinated um, because herd immunity her, herd immunity exactly and i say it like this and i know this is kind of just a well this is the sports editor version of the take on the pandemic but people get the flu shot you still get the flu potentially and you can still be a carrier of the flu. And how's that going to affect the person who might not have gotten the flu shot? It's the same Mm -hmm. concept for this. It's the same exact thing. You can still get the COVID-19 vaccine and you can still... It doesn't make you completely... It doesn't create a force field around you that you all of a sudden can't get COVID anymore. Um, So that's the dilemma we're under now is the people who have gotten the vaccine, great. But all along before the vaccine, even what was one of the narratives? Asymptomatic carriers. Mm -hmm. So with asymptomatic carriers... People who are vaccinated could be asymptomatic, so have it, and then give it to somebody who hasn't gotten the vaccine yet, and, well, then we're back to square one in as far as why the pandemic continues to go on and on. So it's not just about yourself, it's about your loved ones.
1: It has been since the beginning, mm-hmm. but so many people just don't get that. Right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate.
0: In some sense, you can root for yourself, but not in this sense. No. Yes. Well, you can root for yourself and your family and friends. Yeah.
1: So. Get the vaccine, people, please. Yes,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, speaking of, we talked about the Super Bowl real quick. Um, the Super Bowl obviously was one of the things talked about that could be a, a quote-unquote super spreader type of event. Um, then Super Bowl gatherings of different natures. People were, I mean, our coverage last week uh, brought, brought to light, you know, stayed, don't do too many big uh, gatherings, things like that. Um but the COVID numbers of late, not exactly where we want them, but they are slowly going down at least. A little bit.
1: Yep. We have noticed it in the last few days. It's, it's going down slowly, um, which is the direction we want. Yep. Um, But, you know, we still got to keep an eye on it. We still got to make sure um, we're doing the right things. Yes.
2: And from the news reports that I've seen with the UK variant spreading around the area, that there's I heard something this morning that said that it's expected to become the dominant um strain within the next month or so so it is um again the faster we get more people
1: you know vaccinated the better so yeah i think it's still early after the super bowl to see the real effect. Yeah, oh we, yeah
0: we didn't really see the big big spike from like new years or yeah, christmas until a about a week and a half after yeah so yeah, that's going to be an that'll be an interesting thing to watch. What happens with the numbers when, and, when that happens? And it might seem
2: as though you know, um, the numbers they go up, they go down, and not much has changed at the moment. But one thing that could be affected by the numbers going up is local sports.
0: Yeah, wow, we're going right. to, Well, wow, you're giving me the the platform for sports like yes. ten minutes into the episode. We
2: didn't get to talk about the Super Bowl. We could talk about the Super Bowl, but yeah. is the, uh, that was a hot segue, Joe. That was actually a hot segue. All <laughs> right, we'll talk <laughs> about
0: the local stuff, then the national. Then is we'll, that Joey has some, some
2: big news just today?
0: Well, a lot of different things going well, can on. I, can but... I say, can I give one more introduction? Yeah, sure.
2: All right, so you like fall. <laughs> you get all the pretty colors. You got the crisp <laughs> weather. Well, guess what, people? Now we're announcing fall two. Yeah, that's
0: right. That's the right. The sequel. <laughs> So what, what the New York State Public High School Athletic Association did, if you weren't paying attention to different things, was they've created an opportunity now where um, different high schools can have a fall two season. Now, the fall two season will uh, have these sports that weren't being able to play, weren't played during the actual fall, uh, which the sports we did see during the fall were like soccer and cross country, but now during this fall two season, um, which will be from about uh, uh, late March, I think March 29th, to first week of May or so, May 6th, I believe. Um, at least that's what it's going to be here locally. Um, you're going to see sports like football and volleyball be offered for schools. Now, the uh, Champlain Valley Athletic Conference, one of the two conferences within, the, uh, within Section 7, they, they determined that they will host a fall two season as well as a spring season today. The spring season is nice. Unlike past years, well, unlike ever, actually, (laughs) the spring season will go till about June 19th, which is unheard of. And spring athletes this year will actually get a legitimate, hopefully, spring season where the season actually matches the sport. (laughs) Where they're not playing baseball and it's snowing out. I never thought about that. Yeah,
2: so spring season is kind of a misnomer.
0: The biggest the biggest talk at this point, and it hasn't been determined yet, but a thing that could really help out spring sports is if regions get canceled. Because if regions get canceled, then it becomes an even bigger, um, longer season. Um, and that would be what we we hope for. Um, But the big news from today was the Champlain Valley Athletic Conference did uh, set dates for when their fall two season as well as their spring season will be held. Now at this point, just so people can understand, the spring sports season will have all the sports you typically see without any restrictions because none of them are deemed high risk. So I, I shouldn't say no restrictions because there's obviously going to be protocols and whatnot. No masks. But yeah, you're going to see baseball, you're going to see softball, you're going to see tennis, golf, indoor track and uh, outdoor track and field, I should say. Um, you're going to see those things. So that's good. Now, as far as the winter season is concerned, um, in the Mountain and Valley Athletic Conference, which is mostly Essex County, they have actually already begun practicing. Now, the big thing is going to be moving forward. Will they either be practice? will they continue to, to just practice and have scrimmages within their own schools, or will they actually start playing other schools? That is yet to be determined. There is no schedule set at this time. I did talk with Section 7 uh, Executive Director Matt Wallentuck today. He said that there could potentially be some type of schedule out by not the end of this week, but next week, something along those lines. And it's important to say, as he told me as well, the section does not make these schedules for anything other than soccer the section runs soccer the champlain valley athletic conference and the mountain valley athletic conference run all the other sports so the conferences are the ones that are going to have to set the schedules the section will just publicize it why just soccer uh because a hybrid it's a, it's a hybrid yeah it's a hybrid that's a good word for it where the conferences are combined there is oh, no there so. is no cvac and mvac for soccer so they need it's just, it northern is soccer. it is the northern soccer league and the northern soccer league logo that you like so much yeah um, so a- so that's why the section oversees that is because there is no conference technically speaking um, but so that is good news in the sense that we're getting closer to the light at the end of the tunnel We're certainly not at the end of the tunnel yet, and we're not being blinded by the light by any means. Um, But from the perspective of potentially having a winter season, as well as a fall, two, and spring, and over the course of these next basically four months, that is exciting.
1: It is. um, And hopefully it will work out where these kids can get to play the sports that they love and need so much. Because my goodness, these poor kids have gone through a lot. Um, So fall two? did we talk about football
0: uh, just in the so what, what do you want to talk about what, what questions do you have
1: and are there plans to get a season
0: okay yes there is um, basically uh, last year the well I can't remember okay well I don't know if it would have been for this year or they made the rule this year because of it but ever in the past all these football teams had to have a scrimmage they had to have two weeks of practice and a scrimmage before they could play in a game the state has eliminated that now and created what they call week zero, which basically means that scrimmage that they would have had is now can be considered a game. So with that in mind, it looks like we're going to have either a four- or five-week game season. In March and April. through. So don't say March. Say April and May because that's really what it is. Because wow. the, the fall two season, for the CVAC at least, which is, encompasses – uh, the, um, uh, all the CVAC, all the schools that participate in football, um, it starts on March 29th. So basically, they're starting practice on April 1st, for all essence. So, two weeks of practice, mid April, you're going to play your first game, at least hypothetically speaking. A lot has to be done before that. But that is where we're at right now. And then you play your games through the uh, beginning of May, whenever they uh, would like to end it. So that's what we're looking at at this point. So we're looking at a four- or five-week season.
1: That would be amazing if they can get a football season. Yes.
0: Now, the other interesting thing, and nobody has gone on the record to talk to me about this, but I, I, I can say that I've had conversations with people in regard to what exactly a season would look like and how they could pull it off. The main thing is going to be, will schools host other schools and allow them to play on their fields? Because are you playing football in Saranac Lake even on April 1st? That's a legitimate question. Right. Um, Are you, so, and that's just an example. And the weather conditions are going to be something that is going to be something moving forward that I'll be interested to see. So schools with turf might end up hosting schools that don't have turf just so they can be able to play. Um, That will be an interesting concept to watch moving forward as far as how the season actually works. And at the end of the day, the big thing is there's obviously going to be a compete level. That's what sports are about. But at the end of the day, it's not like there's going to be like a sectional tournament and there's not going to be a state tournament. So they're just playing games. So is there meaning behind the games? Absolutely, 100% there is. But at the end of the day, hopefully all these schools can cooperate and maybe help out each other a little bit. Um, and I use Saranac Lake as the example, not because I've been told anything by Saranac Lake because I haven't. What I do know is, as well as anybody who's been in the North Country long enough, Saranac Lake's winter usually goes into about May. <laughs> you yep. know, so even if the snow is gone by April 1st in Saranac Lake, the grass, had, there's no, what do you call it? the sod hasn't, you know, there's no roots, like it's loose grass, it's it's... <laughs> It's not good, and the other, yeah, the, other, the other main thing is injuries, with football especially. Mm-hmm. These kids, yes, they might have competed in a winter season leading up to that, but the conditioning level you need for football on so many levels. And for lack of, better, about that way for lack of better words, hardening the body. You have to get your body acclimated to take a hit. You can't just go out and all of a sudden play football. You're going to get lit up, and you're going to get hurt, and that's another big thing to talk about. And those are the things, unfortunately, that weren't even talked about by people like the New York State Athletic Administrators Association, who were saying like, "We got to play sports." The data shows we can play sports. Okay, well, great, but you can't just go and play a game tomorrow. There's a lot of things that have to be factored into it. So, to answer your question, Joe, that's that's what it's looking like. At that's
1: going to be interesting to see. I know, um, uh, I know a little bit about the girls' hockey situation. Yeah. That the plans are to go forward with some kind of season yep. starting maybe next week with practices. However, with one of the one of the um, restrictions is can only play in contiguous counties: mm-hmm. um, Clinton, Essex, and Franklin. Correct. Um, problem for girls hockey is in Clinton you, County you have Beekmantown and Plattsburgh. Yep. Then in Franklin, there's not no girls teams in Essex County. Right. Except for straddling the border, of Saranac Lake, Lake, Lake Placid. Sure. Malone, in Correct. Franklin County. From what I'm told, Saranac Lake Lake Placid merged team and Malone might not have a team this year. They I, might not play at all. Salmon River technically is in Franklin County. Yeah, they could play them. Um, that's a long drive. <laughs> but if yeah, and uh, and if Saranac Lake and Malone don't play, then it's just Plattsburgh and Beekmantown. Right, two teams. <laughs> so that's something that they're going to try to address yep. soon. And boys hockey, there's a few more teams. um, They're trying to work out uh, some kind of schedule. Uh, A lot of those games. So I don't know if Zanac Lake Civic Center even put ice down. That's what I've heard as well. I don't believe they have. So we're limited with the ranks. And the Olympic Center, after the women's hockey league, they shut down for a couple weeks. Right. As planned. Sure. So ice rinks could be limited, so hockey could be very abbreviated, but we'll we'll see. Hopefully they can get something in.
0: And I'll give you an example for boys hockey, which creates an absolute dilemma. Saranac, as far as I'm aware, is cool with, with hockey. Peru, on the other hand, has not
1: technically approved it yet. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. I'm sorry, Saranac the, and the, the Section Ten. Yeah, the girls' teams. Yep, Malone. Uh, Section Ten even approved sports.
0: Oh, they have, but there's a lot of stipulations. Okay. I feel like we shouldn't waste too much time talking. Basically, with Section Ten, they're kind of under the same concept of okay, we got to ease our way into it a little bit. They're not. They're not to the point where they can just go and play tomorrow. Okay. To answer, to put it brief. Um, but what I was getting at was Saranac, as far as I'm cons- as far as I'm aware has they're they're on board, they'll start the hockey season. The problem is Saranac is merged with Peru. Peru has not approved hockey yet. So Saranac can't Saranac needs the Peru kids Same to be able to play.
1: Peru's part of the platform uh, Okay. so
0: I don't know how much that affects PHS uh on it the girls' side. It will. Um, will it affect it to the point that they can't have a team? No. Okay, but so there are several kids. That okay. That, that you know that's a that's an so that's the other dilemma we're getting in is there's, there's all these pieces. It's not just like one giant hockey thing. Nope. And there, there's all these little components that need to make it go together. Yep. Um, and the engine is not firing on all pistons, basically, right now.
1: And to further complicate things, uh, Plattsburgh State, where at least Beekmantown practices, yes. they're not letting anybody rent ice. They're right. outside rentals.
0: Everything, everything hockey-wise is going to be at AC yeah. North. Yeah.
1: So you're gonna have that three in the afternoon to ten o'clock at night slot.
0: Which is gonna be it's it's I mean, speaking from a coverage perspective, that's a disaster. Well, I mean for practices. I mean, yeah, but for coverage, that's that's what I think about. Uh well, ga- games and whatnot. We'll, we'll spread the game. I, I would hope so. I would hope so. Um but yeah, as far as practices are concerned, kids practicing from what, eight to ten? Or or on a
1: school day? Or five thirty in the morning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> on a school day? I'd be miserable.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I if
0: I, if I practice at 5.30 in the morning, which when I play basketball, we had those practices every now and then. They were kind of fun. But then you're ready to pass out at like 4 p.m. Yes. <laughs> because you're just exhausted. Yeah. You've gone through practice. You go through school. You have lunch. And then you hit like 3 p.m. tea time. And it's like, <laughs> no, I don't need tea time. I need a nap, you know? And so that's that. it's going to be interesting moving forward. But that's kind of where we're at with sports. And like I said... And there will be a story, well, there there will, by the time you listen to this podcast, there will have already been a story out. But Brian Norcross, who is the athletic director at Z, e, and he's also the baseball coach there, I talked to him a little bit just to get a perspective from a spring coach. And he said what I think a lot of people feel, we got to do what's right for the kids at this point. And what's right for the kids at the very minimum is to just allow them to potentially have the opportunity. And that's what, if everybody can get on that page and just get on the same page of saying, we have to try for the kids, that's, that's what it's all about. And if, if that can be the message for everyone moving forward, that's the, message, that's the only message to have.
1: I, I agree, and hopefully it can work out, but I do know that there are some uptight people in charge of things in all aspects that are really concerned about signing their names to any uh, go-ahead yeah. Liability concerns. Well. Uh, and hopefully it can be worked out where everything's safe and. Give the kids you know. something. I know. It, it's a shame where you have to worry about litigation, potential litigation. I mean, it's COVID, it's a pandemic. This is America, uh, Joe. We're all about the litigation. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's come to, down to that. But hopefully things will well, work Well,
2: at the out. end of all this, everybody needs to. Honestly, like, give a shout out to all the people that every year, even in a non-pandemic, work to coordinate the schedules of dozens and dozens of people to make sports, Mm. like, work.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's the problem. And this is not, I'm not saying this to insult the people who are leaders of sports in different capacities and at the section level or even at the state level. They weren't. Exp- they they have had no experience in handling this situation. Mm. This is all new to them. No as, it, as it is exactly as it is new to handling a pandemic for everybody. I, I the the people who were alive during nineteen eighteen and they're still alive now. God bless them. Oh, they didn't have
2: as much sports play yeah. back
0: then. <laughs> well, they were putting the ball in the peach basket and things like that, playing cricket. Um, but you know, the, the, the thing <laughs> the thing is, everybody who's involved in this right now that I've talked to. They're trying. They really, really are, and that's important for everybody to know moving forward.
1: Is what about the officials? What do they
0: say? Um, the officials. I can't. Well, I can't really talk about actually what I know right now. But the officials are it, not as far as the officials will be able to do things. They they are they are going to be in a position to be able to can't play without them. Exact. Well. No, yeah, you can't. Um, <laughs> but they, as far as I'm concerned, from what I was told today, actually, um, they will be in a position to be able to officiate without any issues. Because yeah, um, they fall under a category that will allow them to be able to do so safely. Um, okay, Joey, what about the kids? What did they have to say? The kids, well, that's an interesting thing that you can. Segue. Yeah, segue. Rules, <laughs> <Little girl. laughs> <clears throat> Reagan Arnold, the senior student athlete at Willsboro, Reagan um, plays basketball as well as golf and soccer. He's a three-sport athlete, and um, he's a really good kid. I've interviewed him on a m- numerous times for different things, uh, for different sports. But Reagan sent me a letter um, that he posted on his Facebook page originally. I saw it circulating through my Facebook through various, friends I, various people I'm friends with. And uh, Reagan emailed it to me, and he said, hi. He actually addressed it as Mr. LaFranca, by the way, which just made me feel very uncomfortable. Your father doesn't work here. No, exactly. (laughs) My father does not work here. I literally, I responded to him, and I I said at the end, I was like, just Joey. (laughs) It's all good. Um, But he sent me a letter where, um, and he brought up some really good points about how student-athletes have not really had the voice throughout any of this. We've heard from, you know, Section 7 officials uh, not not officials, Section 7 representatives, leaders within the section. We've heard from them. We've heard from coaches. We've heard from administrators. We haven't really heard from the kids, at least in a formal way. We've, we've seen different things like, you know, let us play, blah, blah, blah. But Reagan really put together an actual legitimate letter that, by the way, was very well written for a high school student. Um, there were actual commas and different things like that, which we can – we can approve so willsboro must be doing willsboro education must be doing something um (laughs) but his letter basically said we need to think of creative ways to try and allow for sports in any capacity Mm -hmm. he addressed things he disagreed with as far as state tournaments being canceled and he he supported his argument by saying decision makers didn't think creatively enough then he brought up what we've been talking about from our perspective that we realize is the mental health aspect of things. He said his team was Willsboro was eliminated last year in the section seven final against Scroon Lake um, for the section seven class D final. And he said ever, ever since that game, he hasn't felt himself because he hasn't had sports. He's a very big golfer. He was, he's actually the defense still the defending section seven golf champion because they didn't have a golf championship last year. And um, he said, he had goals that go beyond the section level. He, he had goals that he wanted to compete in states and things like that, and that will unfortunately not be an option for him unless that's reconsidered, and I'm not holding my breath on that. I don't think Reagan is either. I think he just wanted to make a point. But he talked about how he hasn't felt himself since um, that last basketball game he played. Um, and he played soccer this year and that says something he's saying he still didn't feel like himself and he still played soccer this year and i can i can i can agree with that i didn't feel i didn't feel the same covering soccer games this year either everybody's wearing masks i'm trying to stay away from people i got purell in my pocket all the time one time the purell exploded in my pocket we won't even go about that but i mean that was a mess um to needless to say though that reagan's uh reagan's letter that he sent me ran in its entirety in the press republican in wednesday's edition and it can also be found online at PressRepublican.com. and um just read it it's interesting it's an interesting student perspective that quite honestly we have not heard a lot of so and i know joe you read it and ben did you have a chance to look at it Mm -hmm. um i think it's good i I,
1: liked um that he he basically challenged the grown-ups yeah to come up with ways yeah to make this work for the kids and people in education—that is their function—to mm-hmm. serve kids. Yep. Um, and he was kind of reminding them, you know, okay, it's a pandemic; things are tough, but that's what we rely on you for. Come up with these good ideas, exactly plans that are implemented to make it work.
0: It w- it was it was it was. It was A good read. He talked about, too, the interesting thing he talked about, well, on the many interesting things that he talked about, one thing was the creative thinking. And he did actually bring up some legitimately good points. Now, the feasibility of a couple of things, that's what's tough about it.
1: Well, I think it it goes more to a mindset. Yes. You would like them to have the mindset, okay, this is a really tough situation, how can we get around it? Mm -hmm. One kind of example is in Vermont for football. What did they do?
0: Yeah, exactly. They had a flag football season. Flag okay. football. Well,
1: they, cha- they made a few, yep. you know, and they made it work. Yep. It wasn't the same, but no. it was something. Yep. Those kinds of ideas. I think that's what I thought he was kind of talking about.
0: Exactly. And he talked about, you know, testing, being willing to quarantine, different things like that. I'm sure a lot of student athletes feel the same way, especially he, Reagan's a senior. So, if you think about it from his perspective. He missed out on some of his junior year. Oh, it's terrible. And his whole senior year, basically, it's awful. So when you think about that, that is the part of it that is just so so heartbreaking and crushing for them on so many levels. Um, but like I said, the news has been only generated, uh, only trending in the positive direction, and there's more positive news generating. CVAC bowling actually started. Um, they bowled at North Bowl Lanes and they'll continue to bowl for a little bit, so some low-risk sports are actually getting underway. Um, eventually, hopefully, the high-risk sports can get underway, and then we're just talking about sports again. We're not talking about high-risk, low-risk, anything like you that. You know
1: what we never talked about or never even looked into? What? I didn't even think about this. Local dart leagues, because they're all in bars.
0: That Well, yeah, that's interesting. Sometimes I get uh, sports short submissions from a dart league, and I don't, I don't recall. I unless the I dart
1: know. leagues are suffering. It's true, Ben Roll. It's true. <laughs> well, let's look into that.
2: Well, it's probably the dart-related injuries have dropped dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you good at darts, Ben?
1: I'm not that bad, actually. No, hey.
2: Ben. How are you at darts? Uh, like I said, dart related injuries. <laughs> really? You, we? You've
0: suffered, suffered
2: dart related injuries. No, I've suffered them upon people. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so,
0: needless to say, the message of this podcast is to not stand near or in front of Ben Rowe as he's playing darts. I
1: remember when I Or was, maybe potentially even behind Ben when Rowe. When I was a kid, I was next door, my next door neighbors, Michael and Frank Ortner, uh, we were playing darts and Mike Gortner was shooting a dart, and his little sister ran in front, and it was stuck right in her leg. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) That's not good. My grandparents. I remember
0: that. (laughs) My grandparents, actually, when I was little, they got me a dartboard, magnetic dartboard, Yankee magnetic dartboard. Super safe. Yeah. No,
1: no, no. We had the real thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: Yeah, lawn darts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess what I would say as far as the whole sports conversation goes, and again, getting kids back on the field, is that that loops around to our conversation about vaccines. Yeah. The sooner we get vaccinated, the sooner things simplify and we can get kids back out there. So yeah. if you want to support the kids, that's one way to do it. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um, and we can touch upon the Super Bowl briefly before we hit upon local news to wrap things up, but Honestly, Super Bowl is a complete dud. If you're a Tom Brady well, fan,
1: it's great, but otherwise. And did you see the viewership numbers? Super low, super low, low. since 2006, seven. Which tells me that. Which tells me that the
0: Tom Brady narrative of the NFL always wants Tom Brady in the spotlight. Maybe that. Maybe that did exist, but maybe they'll sway away from that now. I'm surprised. I, I think people people have pandemic fatigue. People have Tom Brady fatigue.
1: <laughs> well, I'm surprised. <laughs> you can't get vaccinated against Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm surprised the viewership was lower because you figured everybody's going to be inside. What else are they going to do? Sure. Well, watch the, the game. Right. But
2: My boy Mahomes didn't deliver. No. I've heard he didn't have the, the best... Game well, he had no,
0: he didn't have a good game. But also, too, his his receivers seemed to forget how to catch a football. That was part of it. I mean, at one point, uh, w- one ball literally hit a guy in the in the face mask. A Couple times. <laughs> yeah.
1: <in the laughs> what um, now? What's the story on the streaker?
0: The streaker. Okay, so this is interesting. <laughs> so if you were not watching the Super Bowl and you, you know don't we're, we're talking about yeah, and you <laughs> don't even have social media for some reason, there was a streaker at the Super Bowl. He was wearing a. Pink Leotard and normal shorts, I guess, black shorts. <laughs> yeah. And um by the way, afterward, and I'll actually say this before we continue on, if you want to laugh, just Google Kevin Harlan streaker audio. And, and he gives commentary for and it. And you will laugh. Because oh. <laughs> he, he was I think he was doing the broadcast for Westwood One and he was saying at one point, he's like Take off the bra, put on a shirt and be a man. <laughs> and he was As he's he, racing down the As yeah, and he was actually saying like he's at the 30, the 20 yeah. the, He spins.
2: And, and um G- and Joey the other day he said, Oh you never believed about the streaker and I'm like, he had COVID and does that come out? No. <laughs> no, no. So
0: the streaker put down a bet beforehand. At plus seven fifty odds, he bet like seventy-five grand or something like that that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. <laughs> It cost him one grand to get out of jail, and he got charged with just criminal trespassing or something like that. So he profited three hundred and seventy-four grand off of this. That's insane. That's how you TV. win. Oh, a absolutely. Bet. <laughs> that's like Pete Rose must be like, man, that's that's how to do it, right? You know, I mean, but that I feel like that is definitely going to go to court. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the 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 bookkeeping service?
1: He could, yeah, well. He should have kept his mouth shut and had a friend collect it.
0: Well, exactly. That's that's what I'd say. And also, too, the one thing I will say is if he put – I doubt with that big of a bet he put it with, like, an illegal bookie. But can you imagine if it's an illegal bookie and you put that bet down? No. Because he can't take that to court. And you can't he, you, you can't be a criminal and you can't steal something and be like, well, he stole what I stole. You know, kind, you can't it's do that. The kind
1: of money people don't like reported. Stolen. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's the type of, it's the type of
0: money that Marty Bird on Ozark goes and cleans.
1: <laughs> what. Um... And he, the guy he was like representing some Russian porn site. Yes, wasn't he? yes, he was. I,
0: I believe that was it. Oh, my so
1: goodness. that's a good hustle.
0: I mean, I mean, at you the, can tell when that's the most interesting thing in the game. But yeah, it was a. You know what? I never <laughs> have understood, and I, 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 I do understand why they do it, but I at the same time I don't. Why can't we see it on TV? What, what's the harm? Because they.
1: They're afraid it will encourage others to do that. Yeah. But nowadays,
0: that. with the internet,
2: that, that argument's out yeah, the window. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, what did you think of the weekend?
2: Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> that's true. That's the other Vice Interesting. Disorienting. Disorienting. <laughs> yes, the, the weekend with the dancers wearing jockstraps over their faces.
0: <laughs> so, a <laughs> lot of comments on that. Okay, f- first of all, I, I really mean this, and I'm going to totally sound like a get off the lawn guy here. I thought the weekend was a band.
2: (laughs) Joe's like, where's the other
0: members? (laughs) I didn't know that was a. Guilty. Okay, I I thought it was a band. I really did. I've never heard of a guy before. I really haven't. I can't say that I have either. When he walked out, I was like, where's the rest of (laughs) them? And it was just the one guy in his. I, I will say this. I'm gonna grab one of those red suit jackets. that I had. I yeah. look great in one of those. Honestly, just stro- just without without around.
2: the without the weird like
0: face diapers. Yeah, they they yeah. were pretty snazzy outfits. I can I can tell you when I go and cover a game if I'm re- wearing a red suit jacket like that. Nobody, everybody's gonna to want to come up to me. They're mm-hmm. just gonna to want to talk to me about my jacket. What's right.
2: the name of that official that wears all the funky jackets? Oh,
0: Chris Watson. Yeah, yeah. Chris Watson is a Nisva um, employee. Google, wears,
2: go to his Twitter account, Chris I'm Watson. Hudson's
0: That's a good follow suits. on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> he's got yeah he's got some funky suits going on. He's got some. some I style. thought
1: it started out slow, but by the end of it, I was into it. I mean, yeah. I was a bit
0: I, I, I pers- personally I know I feel like it's so like it's become the thing to like hate on the Super Bowl halftime oh, show. Oh yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I legitimate <laughs> but legitimately di- I didn't like it. I I really. No, don't me. I I didn't. I um, just. I mean, you said you said last week on the episode that. Um, yeah. You he wasn't even. He's good. better on
2: his records than he is
0: live. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> okay. Did you did you guys listen to the podcast last week? Did you hear the hot take sound effect? No. no. Oh my God! You didn't even. Oh my! I I put a hot take sound effect in there. <laughs> well, that's good well, okay. There's the other go. thing
1: I want to mention, and I haven't heard anybody say this, but I noticed it. Yeah. In the second half. A bunch of Kansas a couple of Kansas City players slipped on the turf. Oh. And I was thinking it was all those halftime dancers. They messed up the grass. Oh, it's possible. It's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely possible. Plus Day, two, we can't two, it's humid down in
0: down in Tampa. I don't know. You know? I I I'm onto that's, something. That's Tampa. The one thing that's interesting about that is in Green Bay, because of how cold it is and whatnot, they have heaters under the field. Yes which NFL players have said in the past actually creates an unnatural. uh, It gets soggy. um, Yeah, and then people trip and fall and twist their ankles and stuff like that. So, I don't know, maybe there's something along those lines. But, I mean, it is pretty humid down in Tampa. But that's a legitimate thought. People were slipping and falling. I noticed that. That's not the reason Kansas City lost. Valve. but yes, <laughs> no. I did like the memes of the
2: weekend wandering around the the funhouse mirror place. <laughs> that well, I, one of, I saw one that
0: said, "When you're looking for your mom in the grocery store." <laughs> yeah, well, one of, one of one of the 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 main meme videos, like a three or four second clip was created by one of my former classmates at Plattsburgh State, uh, Bailey Carlin, who works for for Barstool Sports now. He, he got like. The clip that he cut has gotten like 70 million video views or something like that. So, uh, Speaking of tweets that went viral, Joey yes.
2: LaFranca's tweet. I had a tweet
0: <laughs> picked up by Yahoo Sports. <laughs> I, in, in an odd turn of events, I had, a, I had a viral tweet. It was pretty cool. So if you didn't, well, actually, one of our prop bets was what color would the Gatorade be? CBS totally dropped the ball. They yep. just missed the Gatorade shower. They showed Bruce Arians before and after, but never actually when he had the water. The Gatorade Somebody better have got fired over that. So I, 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 I tweeted out. I said, "Not getting the Gatorade shower on live television was as much of a was almost as much of a letdown as Tampa Bay rocking Kansas City in the Super Bowl." <laughs> and I said, "People with prop bets need to know." And um that tweet got liked by a bunch of people and it was liked so much that Yahoo Sports wrote a story about the whole Gatorade controversy and used my tweet as one of the one of the tweets. So hey you know, a little, little, little promotion for Joey here and a little promotion for the press. It's good stuff. Press Press Podcast, of all featured on Yahoo Sports. Of, yes.
2: all, <laughs> of all
0: my tweets, a dumb tweet about Gatorade gets yes. the national spotlight. This <laughs> is the way it works. I'm almost at 10,000 tweets, and that is the tweet that gets picked yeah. up. But, hey, you know, it is That'll what be it the is. the tweet in your stuff I will say, as far as a strictly football concept before we move on, Kansas City, was a they're always a deep attack, throw the ball down the field, score quick, big plays. All night, Tampa Bay had two safeties, and they were saying, you know what, okay, we're going to give you the 10- to 15-yard pass, but you're not beating us deep. And Kansas City did not change its game plan whatsoever, didn't make any adjustments, and Tampa
1: Bay just cruised. Yeah, and I think Mahomes was hurting, although he still played open.
2: Pretty
0: well, Mahomes. Mahomes, Mahom, Mahom, you're he, my boy, Mahomes. He, he predicted it right, Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes. Mahomes kinda, threw it for the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I called it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I will say this, and I've had I had an argument with John Coyer about this. He said, um, I, "I said Mahomes was not the reason that they lost." And John Coyer was telling me, John Coyer, uh, longtime press Republican sports writer, he said that you know Kansas City just sucked as a whole. And I and I said. Okay, but Mahomes gave them a chance at least. And I was kind of yes. arguing it from that and, point. And
1: he's right. And, and another thing I was thinking about, I think this, I started thinking about it, I think it was Thursday uh-huh. when we first heard of Andy Reid's son getting in a car wreck. Yes. I said, oh, there's a huge distraction right there. Right. Teams don't do well when yeah. stuff like that happens. That's oh, that ab- point.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. But we'll end the Super Bowl, we'll end the sports talk. What else before we wrap things up, what else is going on local news stuff that we should we should talk about quick? College kids. Yes. There. Those those young kiddos. <laughs> we would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those college kids. And their 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 tight pants and their you know. <laughs> nope. But
2: is that, I well, was it you or was it someone else in the office that was asking um why Melatris likes SUNY Plattsburgh so much. I did, yes, I said Yes, it's the fact that it, we seem to be his darling campus. I mean, I, as I said, he's not going to Oneonta, D'Avert has the no. good <laughs> work that Sunny's doing. So um, he came up and the chancellor and said, Plattsburgh is doing it right.
1: Yeah, I think um, you know President Agnetti is still relatively seen as a relatively new president. Um, yeah, so only, only a year or so. Right, right, right yeah. barely yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. So he's maybe he's trying to, you know, get closer with him. hmm Plus Latters is coming up from Albany. It's a straight two hour and fifteen minute drive straight up the Northway. But
2: uh, yeah, is the you know, it's good to get some brownie points from the senior system and there's the although I will say is that there was there was <laughs> is that um there was a typo that Joey almost caught yesterday in the paper. Where in one of our captions, we said, um, is that you can go to SUNY Plattsburgh and get your free negative COVID test. (laughs) Automatically negative. (laughs) Hello, I'd like a free negative COVID test. I'd like three of them, please. (laughs) So Joey's like, shouldn't that just be free COVID test? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. So. We could have no. really created some controversy.
0: <laughs> I thought there were free negative COVID tests here.
1: We'd have confused a lot. I bet I bet those
0: are being sold in places, just yes. kind of black so, like market places. But
2: but um but no, is that that's um yeah one of the big things is that we hope for a um, successful semester at SUNY.
1: Yeah, and we'll
2: talk about that more next week. Um, and Clinton
1: Community College.
2: Oh yes, and Clinton Community College. Yes, of Or course. local colleges, I'll say.
0: No doubt, no doubt. But, anyways, I think this was fun. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes,
1: SoundCloud, com, and Joe, sign us off. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day coming up Sunday. Ooh. And we wish you all, as always, some Weekside help.